Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Singapore is a night race, as we know. Loads of people are there. Sadly, we're not. But I don't even care because Fab's home. <laughs> I couldn't care less. Just the fact that Fab is home. Oh, my God. I was going crazy. You know, you were coming back at three and then you didn't get back till like four. At three o'clock, I was standing by the front door looking through the keyhole. <laughs> and, then I, and, then, and then I'd be going out to the window, like looking for your car coming up the road. And I just couldn't see you it. You are I'm literally, we are flat. a couple of dogs, mate. Joking, I haven't got one. You haven't got one? No, I haven't got one for this week, mate. I haven't. Fab is home. Fab has officially sat back in front of me. The time has come. He has made it back to the United Kingdom. Thank the Lord. I bared the three-hour plane journey, easy jet flight, which I must say was quite easy. (laughs) Very nice. Do you know what, though? You know how much I don't like flying? Mm. I've gotten better at it. I actually, I actually have got great at it. I'm cool with flying now. My palms don't get sweaty. Everything's all good. But I went for a whizzo. I went for a whizzo McLizzo halfway through the flight. Yep. Just as I've got to the toilet. Bing! Hi, guys. So we are approaching some uh, stormy weather. Uh, please, could you get back to your seat immediately as we are going to experience some severe turbulence? I was like, are you joking right, you're me, in the mate? toilet. Not good. I've mate. been in the toilet before when there's bad turbulence. It's not. It's not ideal. Really? You've been bouncing around in the... I've been bouncing around. Oh, it's so good to have you back, my friend. Thanks, mate. It's been the worst... That has been the worst <laughs> 10 days of my life. No joke. Like, thank God you're home. It was a bit longer, wasn't it? But, mate, I feel... It feels good to be back. It was, like, it was just... It was a lovely holiday. But when you've been out of touch from work, pit stop, the flat, yeah. you, for that long, it's like, I need to come back home. Mm. I need to come back. I'm itching. Within the first couple of days of being on that sunbed by the pool, my feet were doing that. My feet were going. My fucking. You deserve the break, though. You haven't had a holiday like that in years. In a long time. So I do hope you had the best time. It was good. I had sun here. I had sun in the United Kingdom. I went out down south. I was. I went to a swimming pool. uh, You know, I made a little pool party. Was it? bit of a pool party you know I've, I've made the most of it but i have gone crazy about you being here so we've now gone and done our t- uh, tesco's food shop fab is officially back which means i might eat which is gonna be great i, I did a little bit of cooking whilst he was away did you a little bit what i made fajitas i made Cereal? some bacon sandwiches oh nice mate. sounds very very good but i'm glad you're back let me tell you do you know what we had some good feedback because that was the first time that we had done like virtual pod um, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I mm. thought there was going to be like loads of lag between yeah, yeah. the mics and that. But we got a few DMs from people, and everyone was like, "Mate, we couldn't even tell the difference. Yeah. Didn't even know that you were you were not in the same room." So happy days. There were some amazing DMs on the account actually, like that one you replied to and sent that voice note. We like to reply to people when they send us a voice note because like we don't hear from you guys unless you tell us. And this guy sent a message saying how much he's been loving the pod and 
then messages mean the world. So please do send in a message if you've been listening for a while. We appreciate it. They do. Like all we want to do, like all we've, we're very aware that like this, we've kind of built this platform, but it would never be without the listeners at home. So we just want to like entertain you guys. We want to do whatever you guys want to hear. So DM us. Like, it's like when we spoke about dreams. The amount of feedback we got from that was <laughs> yeah. crazy. We actually probably received more messages of people saying, oh, I love that. That was really interesting. Than we do, when, probably because everything we say about F1 is wrong. But yeah, this is an entertainment show hosted by two best mates, really. So we just want it to be as fun as we can for the listeners. Yeah. So if we ever do like veer off Formula One or motorsport for a little bit here and there, you know, if some of you don't like it, let us know. If some of you love it and you love hearing other stuff, let us know. Send a little DM. Mm. If you don't mind hearing Jake and Fab talk about dreams, by the way, I had a crazy dream when I was out there. Well, go on then. Well, it was crazy when I woke up. Well, two things happened, right? I woke up in the morning. This was a different day. My girlfriend said, cool, what were you dreaming about last night? And I was, actually didn't remember. Didn't know what the dream was. But apparently, right, I was laying on the bed facing her and she's woken up because I'm going, and apparently my legs were doing this as if I was running like no I'm way. sweating like it must have been an awful dream but the dream I do remember which actually isn't that crazy but I just I was down by the river it was like you know where like this, there's like a river where like the sea comes in yeah sort of like a harbour but like a British harbour so it's not like like Yaz fucking marina mm-hmm. in Dubai it's like a nice quaint little British sort of town and there was a few people fishing there was some sort of fishing competition going on and I've grabbed this rod right and I, f- I fancy myself as a fisherman I've caught a few fish in my life and I've cast this rod out into the river which wasn't very big and all of a sudden, the rod snaps in my hand, mate. So I'm, I'm grabbing the rod cool, where it that snapped, would rip your hand, wouldn't it? And I'm yanking this fish. And I think what happened was, because I watched Big Fish, the movie. Remember yes. that, fit, that film? Yeah. And in that, he catches a giant fish. I caught this fish. Must have been 100 pounds. I don't know what that is in, in other metric weight, whatever. This fish, mate, was, was this big. In your dream, were you holding it? I was holding it. It was huge. And what you do is when you go carp fishing, if they're like kind of flapping about in your hand and they're going a bit crazy, you put your thumb in their mouth and they suck on your thumb yeah, like that. And it, and it chills them out before you gently put them back in the water. Um, so I've tried in my dream. I've tried to do this, put, but because the fish is so fucking big, I've put my whole oh, fist, um. my whole fist in its mouth, and then it's got these giant teeth. So it's like started chewing my arm off. Yes, isn't it funny how you remember such individual things about your dreams? Like that? Yeah, some dreams other, really other stick you with don't. you, and some don't. Yeah, but because there hasn't been anyone in the flat for so long, and I've spent like a lot of this time on my own there's been no one here i've just been working my dreams have been crazy and in them i just have had such like amazing experiences or they've been so active and i think it's because i've done nothing and spoke to no one in a day so i've gone to sleep with so much in my head that like my brain has come to life because i had Mm. days last week where i didn't speak to anyone all day like i didn't in my mouth say anything i text people but I didn't even leave the house and say to anything to anyone. So when I was in my dream, it all came alive. But it was quite exciting. Some the most crazy chats Honestly, like the most random My people. dreams have been more exciting than my life for the last, like, <laughs> 10 days when you haven't been here. So. What we've been talking about recently is, like, more guests we wanted to get on the pod because we didn't... We haven't really had as many guests in the August break. I think last year what happened was we were, like, inundated with, with amazing guests, like, in the last summer break because we, like pre-booked them but this year we had so much stuff going on that we didn't really like 
pre-booked guests. So it got to August, and we like everyone in the F1 world is on holiday. Like, yeah, I was sending yeah. emails, and everyone was just sending me their like out of office email because they're on holiday which is fair enough so guys if you have any particular guests in mind that you want to hear just send us a dm but we also have done loads more guests this year than we did last year like last year we'd only done like two or three before summer break that's why we did guest month but this year we've done we've had multiple guests every month so we've got 15 guests on the leaderboard and we have some good ideas for guests lined up. Like, for those who have listened and you listened to the Freddie Hunt episode, obviously that is someone you might not have usually listened to, but it's one of my favourites because it's a story you wouldn't know. So I think rather than trying to get all these, I don't know, big-name people or stuff like that that would be an amazing amount of views from the off, we're trying to think about who would have an amazing story that could come on and tell it and... I don't know. We that way we can learn something and get dig behind the scenes even more. Really, yeah. I don't. I don't want to hear the same story someone else has already had. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like Formula One. Like I think you know most people who listen to our pod, if you're into motorsport, like you might want to hear. I mean, the feedback that we get is like is more about the journey into like where they have gotten. Mm. So like you know, it doesn't even when we have like you know people in f1 or f2 on the pod or x drivers or anyone surrounding the f1 world like we're never just talking about the here and now of f1 we talk about their whole journey and that's to you and me and to a lot of people that listen that's the interesting part is like their journey so you know if you wanted to hear from someone like from moto gp from like rally from WEC anything like that or maybe someone who's not even in motorsport because we have done a few people just who, high who performing people in. yeah yeah like just let us know like anyone out there you want to hear and you think we could get on and yeah just we'll look into we'll it. invite them to the flat everyone can come on the sim whether they're a racing driver or not the, the more we open the leaderboard up to people that aren't drivers then the further away from the bottom i'm gonna get so i'm i'm willing to get as many people on the show that don't drive as possible yeah, exactly i mean yuki's coach michael italiano is now at the bottom of the leaderboard but i am still top of the go-karting one but i think we have another guest for that which we're actually going to try and sort after this podcast today is the first day fab has been home it's not like you know that that's where there's been a bit of a gap fab is finally home here we go singapore grand prix is coming this weekend a night race apparently it's going to be raining yeah i heard that oh more rain and you know what i saw a post about this and it was just a question because it was it was a link to to a podcast and i only saw it just now so i haven't had the time to read it but the question was really interesting and i want your thoughts on it and the question was what happens if all the lights go out mid-race during a um, night race? Like, if there's a power cut... <laughs> well, they would, yeah, true what? So mid-race, yeah. And the cars, well, the cars don't have lights in them, do they? They only have the brake lights. They no. don't have headlights. No. Um, yeah, that would be a disaster. I guess all the cars would have to just brake on the side of the track and just wait, no? I don't know. They wouldn't go out, would they, if there was no lights? But then if they went midway round... I don't know. It's an interesting... Surely they'd just stop. And the thing over. is, I had the same thought as you, was like, well, there's no headlamps on the cars, right? But I thought, like, you know, the question in my head was, how do you make F1 more exciting? Because F1 is constantly, you know, the same, the same thing all the time, which is great. That's what F1 is. But taking your head out of it for a minute, how do you make F1 more exciting, right? Rally. Now, in Rally... They race at night, mate. They race at night and they drive through woods and fields and stuff and they've got headlamps on the cars. You know, they haven't got floodlights. No. And they still do it. So I think how exciting would it be to do a night race in F1, but they've just got headlamps on the cars and no floodlights. (laughs) 
it doesn't sound very safe, mate. They're going 200 miles an hour and you want them to just go with a headlight. I'm sure there's things they could do in a... Look, we always speak about this, and this is one of the podcasts you'll get about Formula One where we can throw ridiculous things around. What are they actually going to change? Like, the tracks are probably always going to be pretty similar. That's why I love the bank corners, because for me, Mm. that little thing feels a little bit different. I love this, like... I love certain turns, corners. That can be really exciting. Yeah. Um, what's that fame? Maggots and Beckets. Like Maggots and Beckets is cool. I love the snake at Mexico. Um, there's like certain bits of tracks. Well, I've I've got I've got a couple of ideas, mate. Oh. Yeah, I do. One of them is racing on ice. An F1 track on a frozen lake. Now, I've seen... You You laugh, yeah? I like it. I've seen Red Bull put an F1 car on ice before. Yeah. And, and it worked. It went round. So let's put an F1 race on a frozen lake. And what tire compound would you have for that? Wets? Probably spikes. To be you'd, have to, you'd have to. What? Well, so you're saying they make F1 multi-surface. So we, we every week, one week would be like mud. One week would be like ice. Well, now this brings me on to my next idea, right? That, that would be, just become another form of racing, though, wouldn't I'm it? I'm glad. Well, no, because it's still a Formula One car. It's still the Formula One and team. It's still the Formula One drivers. Exactly. So this, well. Because no. there's probably some drivers that would be way better on like mud. You know what I mean? This brought me on to my next idea, right? Picture this. Close your eyes for a my second. Eyes, my eyes are shut. And picture this, right? You know, like at the start of like a Universal movie when it comes out, it says Universal. Mm. Imagine this. F1 triathlon race. <laughs> imagine, imagine this, right? Hear me out, right? All right, all right. My eyes are still shut. Everyone always bangs on about how F1 drivers are athletes, yeah? Yeah. You're an athlete. Uh, I'm an athlete. I take an ice bath. I do this, that, and the other. If you're an athlete, prove it to me, Right? So the F1 triathlon race, it's lights out and away we go. They go out on the circuit. They do 10 laps in the car, right? All of a sudden, everyone stops. Everyone gets out the car and they've got to fucking sprint a lap of the circuit. <laughs> all right. So all the drivers, it's like, it's like a relay race, yeah? They get out. They've all got a sprint. One lap of the win. You and me have done it. We ran around Silverstone. We did run around Silverstone. Walked. They got a sprint one lap of the track. Crawled, whatever But we there'd did. still be people driving. Not, if not everyone was in, there'd still be people driving while someone's running. <laughs> well, that's what makes it dangerous, all right? No, they can't so, do that. so they all get out. No, because after 10 laps, like, Max isn't going to be a whole lap ahead of someone. You know? I, I don't know. Maybe two. I think it'd be all right. So they all get out. They all got to sprint a lap of the, rate of the track, right? Back in the cars, yeah? Mm-hmm. But they're not F1 cars, all right? Each team on the F1 grid has to spend £1,000... Out of the budget cap on a shitty car that they found on Facebook Marketplace. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the rule, is it? That's the it rule. It has to be on Facebook Marketplace and under a thousand pounds. And then all of a sudden, there is no like, oh, you know, Red Bull had the better car because they're all shit. You know, there will still be cars that are better, but that's down to the. That's not down to Adrian Newey like pencil drawing a fucking new wing. That's like who can buy the best car for under a grand? Okay, Top Gear style. You remember the car park at Imola? Yeah. 
You remember it rained Get stuck last in the mud year and they were pulling cars Ireland. out with tractors, yeah. Yeah, it was it was muddy and it was ridiculous. All the fans were caught in the car park. It was a field, it rained, it was awful. Each driver then has to do three laps around the muddy car park <laughs> in this shitty £1,000 car they bought off Facebook. Yeah, three laps. Back to the circuit. They ran back to the circuit. Back to the F1 cars. Ten more laps around the circuit. And then it becomes a proper relay race from here on. Each driver, after 10 laps, has to get out the car. They have to pass the wheel. Pass the wheel. Pass the steering pass wheel. The wheel. Right? Or just get out the car. And they have to trade with a reserve driver. So each team, this is like the only bit which actually could work, right? So each team have like two, what, at least two reserve drivers, don't they? Yeah. So both team members have to get out and they have to hand the car to the reserve drivers and they've got to do 10 laps. That's the believable part out of all of it, I would say. <laughs> that would be mad interesting. So it's a, it's a full-on triathlon. So, you know, Lance Stroll's handing over to I'm fucking Felipe Dragovic. Well, just wait till I get to Hold the end. Hold All right. <laughs> Felipe Dragovic in the Aston Martin. You've got Liam Lawson going out in the Alpha Tauri. You've got, you know, whoever Red Bull have got. I don't know. Schwartzman. Schwartzman in the Ferrari. That would be interesting, I think. That'd be really fun. Yeah, but it also is a completely different sport to F1. The, the only thing from that I took that could work, what about if... Was the, was the Facebook Marketplace car? Yeah, right? that's right. I would love to that. see the whole F1 grid get, get a car on Facebook Marketplace. Like, that's the kind of thing I'd love us to set up. Mm. Like If we could get 20 grand together, we got all the drivers, we bought them all a car, and they all just race around a track. That would be great. Uh, what about if every race there was a deal where both drivers have to swap cars. That so like Red Max, Red Max would have to get in Sergio's and Sergio would have to get into Max. That's it. That's just the game plan. Yeah, but if George had to swap... But then it wouldn't work. So what if one DNF? If George had to swap with Lewis, Lewis couldn't reach the pedals. That's <laughs> true. So car. that wouldn't work. No. But I think the reserve driver thing could be really interesting. But then finally, right, so just to, just to round up here, after 10 laps again, then finally, right, you know, if, if it's Monaco, if it's Yas Marina... The drivers have we to really get. Thought about this. They got to get out the car. They got to dive in the fucking bay and swim ten lengths. <laughs> <laughs> then back to the track. Then they got to cycle ten laps. You you really are trying to get get something new out of Formula One now, aren't you? And then finally back to the car and then drive ten laps. I think this would be like this. Shouldn't be every race, but this could be like an end of year or about once every couple of years, like an all stars for thing. a charity thing. Yeah. Like a charity tri- F1 triathlon. Mm. It would be quite good fun to see what they could do. I think it'd be fun. But then at the same time, it costs so much, these cars. That are they going to put them through the extra? I don't think they're going to do any of that, to be honest. I don't think they'd even bat fucking eyelid in my idea. But it's my idea, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like the idea of them potentially trying to get a reserve driver in the car. Any idea of trying to get more people driving for a team, I'm a big fan of because I look at the Dragovic situation and want to see him driving. Yeah, you so, look at the Liam Lawson situation, reserve driver, has gone out and he's managed to finish you know, races. You look at Nick DeVries, managed to get in there. Could and they do not races. make it? You know, at the moment they have to do like three P1 appearances. They have to do three practice appearances for each team over the season. I thought it was two. Or two for the youth. Yeah. Could they not just make that like two races? For like for two races a year, they, each team has to pick a rookie or has to pick someone new to drive for them. I think that'd be mega. That would be so cool. Because you have to think these reserve drivers, they do have to keep up their fitness. 
they have to be able to race as well. Yeah, like the Daniel Ricciardo and Liam Lawson thing. So because if they pulled into F1 randomly, you want to know that they actually can handle the car for for that many that many laps. Yeah. A man that can handle the car for a lot of laps is Fernando Alonso, because when he crossed the line at Monza, he has officially completed twenty thousand laps in Formula One. That. Is quite a big amount of laps, isn't it? That's the first time anyone's ever done that in that Formula One. That is the one. first time anyone has ever done 20,000 laps. I've got some stuff about Alonso, actually. Um, <clears throat> well, it's about Alonso and Stroll, right? So, you and me have spoken recently about Logan Sargent and how he's performing this year. And we've also discussed Checo. They've been two kind of big topics of what we've been chatting about recently. Um but we haven't really spoken about Lance Stroll that much. And we have a little bit, but we haven't really kind of com- com- looked, looked at his performance and kind of compared it. So I saw a post from Nico Rosberg, and he basically said that Lance Stroll needs to get his act together because his performance right now is not sustainable for the team. Mm-hmm. It's not. When you've got someone, when you've got the car how it is, which is better than it's ever been, and you've got Alonso put in that car where he has this year Lance Stroll just hasn't really been cutting it to be honest so or at least that's what I thought so I I went through all the races so far this year and I looked at where they've both finished right so if you want to hear this this is I'd love to hear it Bahrain first race of the year Alonso third on the podium Stroll sixth Saudi Alonso third Stroll DNF Australia, Alonso third, Stroll fourth. Not bad from Stroll fourth there. Is, so that's fourth and sixth so far. Goes downhill from here. Azerbaijan, Alonso fourth, Stroll seventh. Miami, Alonso third, Stroll twelfth. Monaco, Alonso second, Stroll DNF. Spain, Alonso seventh, Stroll sixth. That's the only time that he's finished above Alonso all year. Mm-hmm. Austria, sorry, Canada. Alonso second, Stroll ninth. Austria, Alonso fifth, Stroll ninth. Silverstone, Alonso seventh, Stroll fourteenth. Hungary, Alonso ninth, Stroll tenth. Belgium, Alonso fifth, Stroll ninth. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Netherlands, Alonso second, Stroll eleventh. And finally, Monza, Alonso ninth, Stroll sixteenth. So when you work this out, right, Alonso has a 50% podium success rate this year. That's not bad, 50% in that Aston Martin is decent. He's made the podium seven times this year in 14 races, and Stroll hasn't made one podium. Same car, hasn't made a single podium. Stroll isn't a two-time world champion. He isn't. A lot of it has got to come down to just that, though, surely. And you've got to think about it. There isn't another world champion on the grid that they could just grab for their team. You've only got Alonso, Lewis and Max on the grid that are world champions. It's not like they can just pull another world champion in for the seat. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you and I think everyone agrees Stroll is underperforming. One, he's probably never going to go anywhere, is he, as we always say. Well, that's the thing, mate. Aston Martin have said that their driver lineup will remain unchanged for 2024. Yeah. So, I don't know about you, but it's come pretty evident to me that someone has to take out Lance Stroll. <laughs> All right. Mike Crack might have to hire it's a hitman. It's because we just want Dragovic in there. Poison berries. 
Boys. Another cycling he's accident. The son of the owner Something of the team. has to happen, mate, because that's what I mean. That he's not going to get rid of him. How do you think Lance feels? Because he knows that he's in a car that has the ability to podium. Well, not maybe not every week at the moment. You know, it's mm. struggling a little bit now, but towards the start of the season, it was great. But, like, Lance must feel not gutted, but, like, that will push him. He's a racing driver. You know, he's got every interest of being an F1 world champion, whether he's getting the results right now or not. Like, yeah, I think he feels a lot of pressure, for sure. And also, I don't even reckon his hand is fully fixed yet. There's still the clips of when he drives. You can see he still does things weird mm. with the steering wheel. A broken hand isn't just like a, yep, yeah, it's fixed. And also, the pressure they're putting on them hands, you know, every couple of weeks is going to probably undo any of the healing you know, you'd, I reckon you'd need a long time off to actually fix a hand. Fully like, fix it, yeah. We might notice it when Ricardo comes back. Well, that's the thing, mate. It does make me wonder, like, what's... It's such a shame for Ricardo after having that year off, finally comes back and then that happens. Like, yeah, who knows how long it's going to take for him to, to fix his wrists. I yeah, I mean, there's not really any excuses I can make for Stroll. I mean, I want to see Aston Martin up there. We love the whole Aston Martin team, the whole setup. I just... It's I, funny as well. I just want to see... Stroll, I'd rather Stroll do something amazing than us sit here and say he's got to go. Like, I'd rather he surprised us. Well, it's all about perspective because it's easy to look at the points difference. It's easy to look at where they're finishing and the points difference. Alonso with 170 points so far. Stroll with 47 points. So you can look at it like that. But then Mike Crack kind of, he did say like, you know, on average, there's only about three tenths between their drivers, which is nothing. Yeah, three and tenths. as a team, Aston Martin are fourth. In the driver's standings, they are going to be happy with that because they are not better than Red Bull, they're not better than Mercedes, and they're not better than Ferrari. That that's and to be honest, they probably can't even believe they're ahead of Whoa. McLaren. I mean, and they've almost got double McLaren's points. McLaren have got 115, Aston Martin have got 217. McLaren might pick up more towards the end of the year, but Aston Martin probably would have bit your hand off for fourth at the beginning of the year. I think. I agree, mate, but the one part I don't agree about that with is them being better than Mercedes at the minute because Alonso is ahead of Lewis in the championship and George Russell's got 109 points. So if Lance had, had been performing better, he could be, you know, he could have gathered more points than George. You know, they could be third in the championship. Yeah, definitely. It's Lance definitely holding the team back, without a doubt. But I'd say Russell is probably a much much better driver than Lance yeah I don't I don't really I can't really speak on I don't really know but speaking on Alonso he's come out and said something so I'm just on gpfans.com yeah he came out and said that Aston Martin aren't making mistakes like every other team oh really that's not what I've got but that's interesting no he just and it made me think is he talking about budget caps is he talking about I don't know upgrades is he what's what's he talking about there I think he believes in the team and I think he will stay with the team because they're not making mistakes. And he has basically said one condition, his one condition for staying in F1 beyond 2024 is that he will, he intends to keep driving in Formula One as long as he has a small shot at winning the championship still. Mm -hmm. So he believes that he could still win the championship and that's why he's, he's staying in Formula One. And what he basically did was he compared himself to himself back in the day because he said the cars are very different now. So it says here, Alonso was keen to point out the differences between the cars that he started out with compared to what he races now. 
and he said, when I started in 2001, we still had an ignition switch in a largely analog car. Now the car like is completely different. Um, two decades, but two decades later, I can see how technology is changing the game. If I had to race against Alonso in 2006, I'd beat him exactly because of those details. Mm. So he's saying he would, he would have beaten himself even back when he was a world champion in the car that they're in now. Yeah, I'm sure he probably would. So he must, you know, he must believe that he's... I mean, of course, every driver on the grid still believes, but you know what Alonso's like? You've seen him make these rash decisions in the past where he leaves teams and stuff. He, he obviously says that thinks this is the win. best decision he's ever made, going to Aston Martin. He, he does love it there. And you see all the pictures of him with Mikey and that, you know that he loves the team. Yeah. He's definitely at home there. Definitely, come. It's definitely the Fernando Alonso show, whether it's Stroll, Stroll's dad owning it or not. It is the Fernando Alonso show. He's the face of Aston Martin. Like, oh, mate, I still think he's the face of F1, to be honest. Well, he is definitely one of them. He's one of the most famous drivers ever. He's one of the best drivers ever. Like, to me, Ronaldinho is the face of, of football. Yeah, still. you always say this. He's the face of football still. He was a big footballer, but he, yeah, he was a massive player. All right, uh, without being stupid, I'd, I would say Cristiano Ronaldo is still the face of football. Definitely one of the most, yeah. He's, well, the most followed person on Instagram. Re is he really? Yeah. How many followers has he got? I don't know, maybe like 600, 700 million. What? Something like that. That's a lot of people, isn't it? All right, so Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, at the top of the food chain... I probably sound like a dad here. Like all my facts are outdated when it comes to football. But let's have a quick look now on Instagram. Cristiano Ronaldo. That was a guess. I know he's got the most, most, but I'd assume it's probably in the 600s. He's got 604 million, right? Yeah, that's a lot of followers. And then you've got Lewis Hamilton, right? At the top of the F1 food chain. 34.5 million. Yeah. Completely different sports. Completely different. And then Max Verstappen with 10 mil. I'm actually surprised Max has 10 mil followers. He's got 10 mil followers real quick, really. Because Lewis has been around for a lot longer and been succeeding for a lot longer. And does a lot of other stuff outside of Formula One, I mm. guess. But Max is very loved everywhere other than UK media. Max is loved worldwide. Everything I see from him anywhere else is great. But then the UK media, because of Lewis and everything, and Russell mm. and, and Lando, <laughs> the UK media will be the first. And we're from the UK. Like, I see it. There's so much shit. They just want to write about this and Max, this and Max. Which, which driver on the current grid do you think will have, like, the, the kind of the biggest career outside of F1 when they leave? Um... Oh, uh, on the current grid. On the current grid, so like we'll continue to grow their following. I think grow um, themselves as a person, as a figure. I think Max will have a massive career outside of like actually racing cars. Do you I, really? Because you know he's launching his own racing team. Yeah. I could see him like completely changing the game for sim racing, but because I, he's massive about that. So I I agree with that. Like I think he could be like he could own businesses and do this, that, and the other, and and never step away from racing. But I mean, kind of like them as a as a celebrity as a star as a single yeah, person i'd probably say russell could do very well like fashion like high-end stuff i don't know what i maybe he could be james bond or something. i don't know i think i think you know what i mean johnny english i think lando's gonna be very successful anyway because he's very like he's just a clued up great guy like whatever he lando. touches will turn to gold i thought lando i think he's a likable guy I but then you've got like Charles Leclerc who can, who can release music and like is also a very lovable guy. Mm. How, his music could bang. 
Like, what if he started doing remixes and stuff and pianoing and making songs and... He could be the next David Guetta. But these people are so highly... are so highly skilled in what they do that a lot of them would be able to take on anything else and still be at the peak, still be at the top. Like, they could not necessarily just move sports and be pro, but... They've got the drive and the push, right? Yeah, they'll definitely have that mental ability. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see, I don't know, any of them do anything really successful. Just looking at, like, what uh, what old Nikita Mazepin's up to since he left Formula 1. God, it feels like a while ago since we did the first couple of clips on this pod and we, we joked about Mazepin having no wins. So he's So he's been on a beach... He's been jet skiing. He's, it looks like he's, he's DJed at some sort of football match or some sort of rugby match or something like that. Is that football or rugby? So he's, so he's DJing. Yeah, football in Moscow. Uh, he's been off-roading in some off-road cars. He's been climbing a few mountains. He's been cycling. And he's also been doing some more racing, mate. Endurance racing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. There's a lot of racing categories. Oh, we should give a massive shout out to Marcus Armstrong, who has renewed his contract in IndyCar. That is fantastic news. Congrats, Marcus. That is absolutely brilliant. Glad to see that. And definitely think IndyCar is a very exciting format. I was watching it when I was with James. Um, and it's very different to F1. And I had a million questions. Like, Because I, I first thought it was just a round track. And then you start to learn all the different stuff. It's three different tracks, right? It's just completely different. Three different styles of tracks, sorry. You've got the ovals, you've got the street circuits, and you've got the, the normal circuits. And now we've got some friends that look like they're going into WEC next year. So it looks like we're going to have to follow that and see what's going on there. Because I yeah. still don't fully understand the bronze, silver, gold. But I guess the idea is to have the quickest bronze that you can. Because they take up the least amount of something. But yeah, Correa kind of briefly mentioned it to us, didn't he? Kind of how it works. Like if you have a great bronze driver, that's brilliant. Because a lot of the other bronze drivers might be not as good. Yeah. I would say I'm probably a silver, verging on gold. <laughs> I would say you're probably like a copper ore. Copper ore, <laughs> I'm more ore. like a mithril. I'm like myth gold. Mate, I'm fucking rune. Don't you, you worry DDP about that. I'm dragon. Plus, plus. I'm dragon. Don't you worry about that. I'm, I'm full dragon gilded. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Tauri are doing something for this weekend. Hang on, you got to now, say Now, I know breaking, we spoke about it news, a couple mate. of weeks ago. Breaking news, mate. you got to well, say Well, okay, it. breaking news. There we go. There is still the rumour going around next year that AlphaTauri are going to run this year's Red Bull. Now, the I've rumor, only heard that from you. Yeah, no, yeah, but you know, I know a lot of stuff behind the scenes, mate. And um, there's a big rumour going around this weekend that Red Bull have decided internally that they need to back AlphaTauri more because they are partner teams. Like, realistically, I don't know why they don't. I don't know why one is so much slower than the other. They surely can share resources. So, for Singapore... AlphaTauri are bringing Red Bull-inspired upgrades. So ah. if the rumours are true, they'll be bringing Red Bull's upgrades, some of them, onto the AlphaTauri, which is exciting for Liam wow. Lawson and Sonoda. Like, That's exciting for Liam. Oh, it's very exciting for Liam. Liam came 11th last race. If Liam manages to get points, because Helmut's already... Well, Helmut's banned from F1 at the moment, so we, we won't mention his name on the pod. But... Liam Lawson got 11th last race. If he gets points, there's no way he won't be on the grid next year. Like, someone will find room for Liam Lawson. I think he deserves it, mate. I don't know much about the guy, but I'd love him on the pod. And I think he deserves it. I think his attitude's been stellar Mm. since he's been in in F1. Would love to see him in there. 
How old is he? He's quite a young guy. Quite he? young. I think he's like 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's right at the beginning of his career. I bet he's buzzing to race at Singapore. Singapore is a night race, as we know. Loads of people are there. Sadly, we're not. But I don't even care because Fab's home. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't care less just the fact that Fab is home. Oh, my God. I was going crazy. You know, you were coming back at three and then you didn't get back till like four. At three o'clock, I was standing by the front door looking through the keyhole. <laughs> and, then I, and, then, and then I'd be going out to the window, like looking for your car coming up the road. And I just couldn't see you it. You are literally, we are flat. a couple of dogs, mate. Just thinking, hurry up and get back. I farted last night, and my girlfriend said your fart smells like a dog's fart. Like, we are dogs. Yeah. I might just get rid of all the plates in the house, and we start eating out of a dog bar on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I had my mum and the dog come and stare at you. That was lovely, little Lola. Oh, that there was, was a little cockapoo in the flat. And I went and saw Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical in London. I thought you were going to say Mrs. Dabernig, our old dance Miss drama Dabernig, teacher. Mrs. Dabernig, our old dance teacher, yeah. I wonder what she's up to now. Well, she also did sex education with me. You never, ever uh, forget yeah. the teacher that helps you put a condom on a cucumber. You never, ever forget No, that, I that had uh, Mr. Ashdown. He helped you, did he? I don't really need much help, mate. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> <laughs> because I am all about safety. Speaking of car <laughs> upgrades, right? You were just talking about um, Alpha Tauri there. Something that we didn't speak about, which is pretty big fucking news in F2, was that they released the car for next year. And we haven't spoken about it. No, we didn't have a chance. Did you see it? No. Mate, it looks mega. What? Let me just come over there quick and have a little look at your phone. So this is the, the box. Oh, yeah. Wow. It looks very similar to what they've done in F1 Academy. So the no, the front of it, the nose, looks like an F1 car. Mm. But look at that. I mean, there were so many comments about it. Look at the it. rear wing. The rear wing. Oh, my God. Whoa. Look at it from that angle. It looks like a... Whoa. It looks like a... Um, there's, a no, there's another format. That's the cool, isn't it? It might be called like Hydrocar or something like that, where they can do whatever they want. It looks a bit like that. The rear wing looks very interesting. Hypercar, something like that. Hydrocar? I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. James like was telling me about it the other day. And on water. <laughs> Mate, that looks amazing. So every team's going to have the exact same car. They can change. The Prema's going to look lovely in that. Yeah, it's going to look sick. So. Yeah, uh, my recommendation to anyone would be next year, follow the F2 from the beginning. Because it's like pretty much over now, but yeah. like next year, just follow it from the beginning. Because yeah. I think also a lot of the people that have been on the pod, wink, wink, there might be a few more additions to the F2 grid. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna follow that. Predictions, mate. Predictions for the Singapore Grand Prix. Okay. Right. Now you've got to use a little bit of knowledge here about what you And know I'm going to give you a wild card as well. Also, okay. your prediction of signs at Monza, perfect. What did I predict? You predicted him to get on the podium. I think you might have said he comes second, but he come third. Yeah. But I, I, I remember saying, no way. Well, signs. he should have been in second, but then, yeah, his tyres went, didn't they? They were Checo lucky they both finished the race at the end of back. it. I am going to say, I'm going to put, I am going to put Checo up in second again. I know I've skipped third, but I'm going to put Checo in second again because it is a street circuit. I think Checo normally does well street circuits. Yeah, so Checo does love a street circuit. I'll go Checo he? second. Potentially even first, mate, but... No, nah, I'm going to... Yeah. Okay. I'll go... Oh, it's really sad, because it's got to the point where, like... I always just say Oscar first or Lando first, because I want it to happen. But when you're so certain what one and two is going to be, which we pretty much are, like it makes predictions not very fun. Yeah. Um, like obviously, I think it's going to be Max and then Checo. And for me, it's just who comes third. Pretty much is what I'm thinking as well. Um, I would, I would like to think that 
Carlos will be running high off of that last race and could do well, but it's such a different circuit to Monza that I just don't know. Because it's a wet race, or looks like it might be, I'm going to go Max Verstappen to win, Fernando Alonso second, because he's good in the rain, Shit. and I don't know, I just, just Alonso, isn't it? And then I'll go Perez third. See, I'd love to put Alonso in there, and I've been putting him in my Pado- Pinocchios? Pinocchios. Pinocchios. I've been putting him in my podiums. Cheerios. Oh, yeah, I love Cheerios. I haven't had Cheerios in mm, ages. Cheerios man. are great. I haven't had a good bowl of cereal in ages. Frosties I used to love good. cereal so much that I'd eat it out of a saucepan because it's bigger than the bowls at home. That's just smart, mate. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if I can put Alonso on the podium because I just don't, I'm not really sure what's happened to, to Aston this last couple of races. So I'm going to put Oscar Piastri in third. <laughs> okay. What about. Wild cards. Last week I said Albon. I keep trying to put Liam Lawson in the points as my wild card, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to put Liam Lawson in the points. I'm going to put him ninth. Liam Lawson wild card in the points. Oh, but I just don't know though because the street circuit has he even raced. Uh, that that before? would be a big. That would be a big ask. I mean. He has been smashing it, but street circuit Singapore points for Liam Lawson would be huge. All right, I say tenth then. Okay, he came 11th last week, so I'd say it's pretty possible. 10th for Liam Lawson's my wild card. Um, my wild card is I'm just going to go with 4th, George Russell. So I'm extending my podium. Okay, no, yeah. no Lewis in there? Maybe 5th, maybe but the, George is coming 4th this week. Interesting. Got a little feeling. Aww. Crystal Ball has been speaking. It has. You've been giving a little rub while I've been away. But yeah. <laughs> thank God you're here. When you weren't here, <laughs> I was just staring at the wall doing this podcast. My <laughs> God. We had fun though. During the pod. I'm virtually. sure you had fun away on holiday. Well, I was when we were. When My we were, life has experienced some dramatic when changes. When we were podding, I was just staring at the wall as well. Oh, what were you thinking about? You. <laughs> Oh, oh, that was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> ladies and gents, I hope you've enjoyed this pod. Yeah, I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Obviously, it all kicks off on Friday, and this is going out a little bit early. So let us know your predictions. Instagram's at Pitstop. Send them through. Send us a voice message. Like we said earlier in the pod, let us know if you've got any guest suggestions. Yeah, let's, Th- make, let's make this clear that this is, like, this is kind of Thursday's pod. And last Monday's pod kind of wrapped up into one. That's why it's a bit longer than usual. How long have we been going? About 41 minutes. Oh, we've been going 41 minutes. 41 minutes of fun. Exactly, mate. And by the time you had the music at the start and the end, I'm talking about 42, 43. Well, that's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, hope everyone's enjoyed. Please rate the podcast five stars. It's going to be a great race. We'll see you guys after it. They're our predictions. Let us know yours. Yep, send us a DM and uh, just don't send us any photos because that'll be weird. What? 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 Just photos of what? Not anything. Why did you say that? I don't know. Just, just DM us with text or a voice note. Send us photos if you want. Well, I mean, you can if you want, but I ain't saying I'm going to open them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> You're weird. I get some weird DMs on Instagram, though, from fake accounts. Like, weird people. Like, the amount of people that get hacked with, like, a million followers. And they're, like, they get loads of fake likes in their account. And they're, like, hey, I, hey, Jake, I've been following you for ages. And I really want you to invest in my new project. Like, yeah, I get that. Every day from these people that are, like, famous accounts that are hacked. I get the same bloke. And he says, Fabio, hello, man. Like he calls me men rather than man. 
And the thing is, he does this like once a week, but then he deletes the previous message. Yeah, and then sends, sends it, it again. again. I get that. So I'm thinking about accepting it and just messaging back saying, hey, mate, what's up? My mum was sat where I'm sat right now, reading out messages to me. She gets on Instagram. She, my mum is getting messages from old men no. saying, hi, Michelle, been following you for a while. Would love you to be my sugar baby. Oh, I'll look after no. you, buy you whatever you want. <laughs> And my mum sat there like, should I reply? And I'm like, no, because it's fake. And my mum's like, yeah, but I'd like a holiday. And I'm like, mum, it's not real. I don't These think people are trying to scam. Michelle, if you're listening, just don't. Don't even go there. It's, She's it's so nice that she'd fall for it. We've all heard about the Tinder swindler, all right? As soon as they get you, they're going to want money out of you. So don't do it. However, I am looking for a sugar daddy. So if anyone out there wants you're me. Lo- you're looking for a sugar daddy. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Sugar mummy. Look, I've always... I've <laughs> Always, I've always had my queries about you and what you might be into, which is either way is fine. Like you, you can be whatever you, if you want to have a sugar daddy, mate, that's absolutely fine. I don't fine. know what a sugar mummy. Well, sometimes people just say stuff from the heart without thinking about it. And, and I feel like. Sometimes they just say the wrong thing. I feel like that came straight from the heart. It did sound quite pure. Yeah, it did indeed. <laughs> Of course, time to end the podcast. Thank you for listening and see you guys on Monday. Goodbye. Goodbye.